When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Stars fans. Welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. Lottie and I are continuing the Rebels rewatch. Now, the following episodes were pre-recorded this past summer. We are now posting all of Season 1 here on Star Wars Hangout. If you have thoughts on Rebels Season 2, get those transmissions in ASAP, and we'll feature you on the show. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. Stars fans, welcome back to a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Ezra, the flannel space wizard, Y-wing enthusiast, call sign gold leader, and we are back with our Rebels rewatch. Today we're discussing Season 1, Episode 8, Empire Day, but before we dive into the episode, let's check in with our trusty Padawan learner, the princess of Bright Tree Village, my wonderful co-host, and yours, Lottie. Hiya! Schön, dass ihr da seid. But sweetie, what in the world is a Bright Tree Village? Well... So we were actually just finishing up the other day, um, episode six. We were finishing up um, Return of the Jedi. We're like right uh-huh. at the end. We're right at the very end. So those little Ewok creatures, okay? Aww. That's the name of their village. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So you're their princess. Oh, that sounds cool. You're yeah. their princess, you know? So when, when Leia gets there, they bring her in. They do her hair up all nice. She has a nice <laughs> dress and everything. And and really cool. I thought if you ever wanted to do a Leia cosplay, you could Sweetie, definitely do I that. know you're trying to convince me to do Leia, but no, I want to do Padme. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm sorry it's fine. I'm a Padme girl. It's fine. You can still, you still be a princess. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you are the, the princess of Bright Tree Village because, That's cool. you know, I just want to live in Bright Tree Village. That's really where I want to like <laughs> move to and live because, okay, sorry, I'm going to do this. It's ridiculous, but I'm, I'm going to share some stuff with you. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Like oftentimes, I think I what you know what where would I fit in in the Star Wars galaxy, right? Would I be a smuggler? Would I be gold leader? Would I be a Y wing enthusiast? Would I be a Y wing pilot? What 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 would I be? Okay, what would I be? I know what I would be. I would be an Ewok. <laughs> Straight up, I would be an Ewok, and I wouldn't just be any Ewok. I would be like just like Logray. Logre is the village shaman, right? He's their <laughs> mystic, okay? He's their wise old Ewok, okay? He is the head of the Council of Elders, sweetie. Yeah. Okay? It's a big deal, and it's a big responsibility. 
at one point, and I haven't showed you this yet, in the Caravan of Courage, there is a great quest that the Ewoks go on. A great quest. And they go to their leader, Logre. Mm -hmm. He takes what looks like a magic light box. I can't even explain it. And he sets it down on the ground. And he does this little chant. He's like, hoya, 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 hoya. <laughs> and like, it just starts spinning. Oh my goodness, okay. And it spins faster and faster and faster. And you know what happens? Logre's eyes light up. <laughs> and like, he can see events happening around the forest moon of Endor. He can see things. He's a seer. He's a seer. He is a seer. He has. His, he passes out magical gifts. He gives Wicket a magical walking stick. This is the weapons that they use. These primitive sort of things. You know, people are like, oh, I don't know. The Ewoks are just kind of. They're, they're kind of a joke or whatever. No, get. They are awesome. <laughs> and without Matt and I joke about this, and I've joked about it for years. Um, without the Caravan of Courage, this, you know, Return of the Jedi, the whole the whole thing would not have worked. All right. It's they, they underestimate the primitives. They under yep. they underestimate the the Ewoks and their village. When they show up and they blow those horns they do Right? I mean, it's like the whole thing. I mean, there's so many. You can't even there's so many you can't even see them all on screen. You need the widescreen edition to see the extra <laughs> battalion of like like literal Ewoks jumping out. It is it is it's insane. And so I love it. Uh, I remember when I was a kid and I showed you I would like right over here we went to a place called Boxcar Video, and I would rent a video every weekend. And every weekend, I already had Star Wars, and I could watch it throughout the week. I had my one chance to go in there and pick up something. And I kid you not, for months on end, I picked up Caravan of Courage. Caravan of Courage. My sister always knew right where I was at, what I was going to do, etc. When that place closed down, I begged my mom to go in there, and they were selling them. And I was like, hopefully no one's bought it. <laughs> And I went in and I bought it because I didn't know at the time, you know, you're younger. You don't know where this stuff is at. You don't know yeah. where it's at. And mom doesn't know how to go get it or right. anything. So it's like, let's go get it. And I did. And I was so proud of myself. I had it on VHS and I was so happy. It was, it was great. What's Caravan of Courage? It's a movie. I have to show it to you. Okay. Yeah. So I figured we, we got to finish episode six first. And okay. it actually takes place between episodes five also, and so six. So it is a Star Wars movie. It's canon. Okay. It's okay. canon, baby. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to love it. I mean, you got me fired up uh, about the Ewoks now, and I, I right? love it. I love to hear more lore about the, you know, those little creatures. There's a whole animated series. We oh, can cover the whole thing. We goodness. can cover the whole thing. <laughs> like, there's actually, there's there's a princess there. There's the chief. The chief, uh, Wicket, is there. He has brothers. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's it's actually awesome. So we'll have to, we'll have to dive deeper into it. But I would be Logre. I would be the village kind of, you know, yeah, council yep. elder. I can see that. So, <laughs> powerful, powerful Ewok. I feel like Yoda would have seen Logre. Oh, yeah. And if he saw Logre, I think he would have nodded in respect. <laughs> Straight up. I think like, as strong as Yoda is, I feel like he'd seen Logre and he'd be like, yep. respect. Right? Like, you're on another level. You're using the force in ways I, I could never imagine. <laughs> so That'd be a cool little TikTok. Yeah, right? It would, yeah. It would be just to see those two to come. Yeah, I could not have to mash something up. Um, okay, no. So before we get going here, uh, we want to talk about something. Actually, you brought this to my attention, and, yeah. and you want to share. Today's a special day. It's Friday, uh, and Fridays are always great, but it's extra special today right. because it's Taco Night. 
<laughs> it's taco night. That was also really no, good. No, yeah, I'm, I'm so full. No, that was great. It was, it was great. And the episode was called Empire Day. But today is also April 22, Earth Day. Yeah. And Earth Day, if you didn't know, is an annual event on April 22 to demonstrate support for environmental protection. First held on April 22, 1970, it now includes a wide range of events coordinated globally by EarthDay.org, including 1 billion people in more than 193 countries. Uh, this year's official theme is Invest in Our Planet. Yeah, it's great. This is cool. And actually, Star Wars uh, tweeted out uh, something about this too, which was pretty cool. And they have, we're celebrating some of the real life locations created uh, in a galaxy far, far away. They've got the pictures there of all the different sets, uh, different places in California. Uh, you've got places in Iceland. You've got Skellig Michael. Um, lots of lots of cool, cool places. Yeah. yeah. I would love to go to Ireland with you and go to yeah. Skellig. That'd be awesome, right? Yep. Yeah. It's just really cool to see where all these are. And, and, and uh, I love the documentaries of, of Star Wars where you can actually go check these things out and, yeah. and see uh, behind the scenes, stuff like that. I just think it's, it's it's really cool. And so good good on them for popping this up here and talking about uh, our, our, our beautiful planet. We have a beautiful planet and it's our home. Yeah. You know, it's it's our home. And so it's it's cool. Uh, and it's so diverse and it has so many different things. I mean, you can film a whole galaxy's worth of planets just on our planet. Yeah. That's what they've done. Okay. True. It's really cool to see all these different <laughs> worlds and stuff. So, yeah, and actually, speaking of earlier, we mentioned Bright Tree Village. And, um, you know, it was, I think it was, Cali it was out by Skywalker Ranch. Um, I think it's in the Redwood National National Forest. In the so, U.S.? Yeah, the big, cool. the, those big trees that are super, like, super tall, super round. Um, the That's red, amazing. Redwood trees. Though. Yeah, yeah. I so, did not know that. That's I actually, cool. I actually, with my, my sister, this is, okay, here's a story for you. <laughs> um, back in the day, let's see, I was in a junior going into my senior year. And we went on a great road trip. And that's just this awesome road trip that we went on. My sister's with me. And we are, I don't know, we're out at my uncle, my uncle John's. We're out in Oregon. I mean, he's a mountain man, just lives out in the wilderness. <laughs> uh, absolutely crazy. So we're taking like just, you know, I mean, we were taking showers in, in buckets of water, just pouring them on top <laughs> of each other. Cousins in there just like try, trying to get uh, cleaned up. But we were way up on the mountain. And we had limited amounts of like four-wheelers and dirt bikes and stuff. So, you remember in Return of the Jedi when Luke has to jump on the back of Leia's speeder yes. bike? Mm -hmm. And he's, yeah. he's holding on. He's mm -hmm. also trying to fight and do stuff or whatever. So, literally, uh, I was on a dirt bike struggling with it and ended up having to kind of switch off with one of my cousins because I was not doing well on the dirt, bi dirt bike. And my sister had her four-wheeler. So, I was like, all right, well, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm also kind of scared of heights. So I probably wouldn't be a great like pilot. This is why I'm great for like a village shaman. Uh, I jump, <laughs> I jump on the back, and she's flying. I'm like, Sarah, slow down. You know, she's like flying downhill, and she's like, this is awesome. And like, literally, I felt like I was on the speeder bike, and it's just like, whoosh, 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 like switch, like this, like leaves were hitting me in the face, and I was like, oh my god, I'm just dodging it and everything. Uh, it was, it was crazy, and it really, finally, once we hit a patch of like feel good area, I felt like, man, we are in the forest. We are like out there nearby. Uh, the location and it just felt cool that sounds awesome and yeah. i can totally see her do that <laughs> oh yeah she's crazy she is crazy uh <laughs> i was way. yeah i was I, yeah she is yes the best way i was scared to death and she was fearless so <laughs> just wild but um yeah no earth day though and this is awesome um 
really uh shout out you know what shout out to the earth okay yeah let's just yep you know we're gonna toast the uh post post there we go there we go. A little toast on the podcast. All right. Uh, well, okay, friends. Let's see what we got here. Let's dive in. We are into episode eight, and this is Empire Day, right? So let's get into a summary, and then we'll do some of our, uh-huh. our major takeaways. Actually, a lot in this episode, and just different things I, I kind of want to talk about before I forget them all. It's wild. There's so much stuff. Okay. Uh, Kanan is trying to teach Ezra how to use the Force, how to make those connections to other living creatures. And the Rebels destroy the Empire's new proto-TIE fighter during the parade, which is celebrating the 15th anniversary of Empire Day, uh, which is the Empire's creation. Ezra was actually born on Empire Day and has just now turned 15. He is uh, preoccupied with his feelings towards his missing parents and opts out of the mission. He soon discovers that his parents, um, their friend was, and I'm going to probably butcher this name, but it's Sibo. 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 Is that kind of like a German, you know, like the C? No? Okay. No, not really. When, I'm fa- well, when I say it's phi, it feels like I'm doing like the T-S. That's sound. a Z, yeah. Okay, but it still Sfai. has the yeah, T-S but the sound, sound, yeah. right? T-S, yeah. It's phi. It's phi, yeah, you're right. <laughs> C- Sibo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Rodian friend Sibo uh, is wanted by the Empire and he rejoins his friends to look for him. Sibo is found hiding in the basement of Ezra's old house where Ezra reveals his parents were arrested for making anti Empire radio broadcasts. That's pretty cool. Uh, after which Sibo has gone to work for the Empire. The rebellion learns that Sibo is or has allowed himself to be implanted with cybernetics so he could steal information that is valuable to the empire though the sheer amount of information he uh, uploaded has affected his mind the rebels smuggle him off lothal according i'm um, sorry aboard the ghost so uh we have the inquisitor show up we have uh, agent callus there chasing them down at the end and uh yeah it's just it's really interesting he does regain his senses and he reveals that he knows what happened to ezra's parents at the end of this. Yeah. And it actually ends with a to be continued. First time you've seen that, right? Yep. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, to be continued. The story stops right there. Uh, we have him aboard the ghost. So, uh, sweetie, did, did you have any you know thoughts? Um, your initial thoughts, takeaways from this. This one actually had more information, I think, than the last couple. Um, mm-hmm. I've been saying the last couple episodes, things were kind of straightforward. But I just want to get your take. Did you like the episode? I did. I was surprised, actually, that it was already over when it was over and i looked i remember right. looking at you what that was it because yeah. <laughs> you don't in this episode episode you do not learn uh what happened to ezra's parents <laughs> right there's no like there's no like resolution yeah. or uh cut, come to the end or whatever yeah so it's because yeah. to be continued we stop right in the middle of the story yep so but yeah. um i really like the beginning of it when kanan um tries to train with ezra and ezra doesn't really he's not feeling it mm-hmm. kanan does has no idea why what's going on with ezra um he's trying to explain to him what this is all about and why do we need to connect with other beings um mm-hmm. and he he explains that you're connected to every living thing in this universe yeah. and i thought it was really cool and connects or ties into our theme for today which is world earth day yeah kind of. so yeah. yeah you are and that's the th- whole thing everything we do affects our environment and that affects us again yeah yeah we share this world yeah. you know uh we share the universe that we live in and we're all connected in in ways we probably don't even understand so 
Yeah, that is actually really cool. It's a really neat point to kind of make that. And he says that he has to be vulnerable, that Ezra has to kind of let down his guard, um, open up, and then he'll be able to connect or, or see that uh, connection between all beings. Right. So yeah, as- right now Ezra can't do that. That's what Kanan is realizing is that there's something about today. It's his birthday. They didn't know this. They didn't know that Empire yeah. Day is his birthday. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's very, very interesting. He's the exact same age as Luke Skywalker and Leia. So, yeah, real interesting connection there. At the beginning, there's the Loath Cat. And I wanted to mention the Loath Cat because uh, it's super, you know, looks super angry. But it does, you know, once Kanan connects with it, it has a nice little meow. And I know how much you like cats. So I thought it was <laughs> yeah. cool. Maybe one day we'll get you to draw one. It'd be fun. Uh, and then yeah. that connection yeah. between every living thing in the universe is that, well, I, I often think like, is that the force, the connection that we all have that holds our everything together? Is that the force? And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 For sure. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is that? The connection between all things. So the reason I'm hesitating here is I'm looking in the episode, I always have the episode up in front of me, and I'm, I, I pull it up and I look for connections. I want to make sure I get this one right. Is that right? Um, twenty-one eighty-seven. Hold on a second. Twenty-one eighty-seven. Star Wars. Uh huh. Cell twenty-one eighty-seven. Let me go back, and it's actually twenty-seven eighty-one. Okay, so cool. There's a, this. This is a little thing. This is why we do the rewatches. So at two minutes and one second into this episode, if you want to go look for this, there is spray painted on the side of the little village, the little outpost that they are at in Lothal. They have uh, the numbers on there, 2781, which is just sort of a, a slight alteration from 2187, which is the the cell that I think uh, it's in episode four. So there's important numbers in Star Wars that you hear a lot of. Mm-hmm. So like 2187 is a number that we hear a lot of. Um, 1138 is another number that we hear a lot of. Uh, I'm trying to think there's there's a lot more. Uh, but anyways, this was this is a number that's significant to episode four. And that's interesting because there's another tie-in to episode four. I almost imagine as they're making these episodes, they said, okay, this episode, let's throw in a lot of like episode four stuff. You know, (laughs) because remember we had the episode where there's a ton of episode five connections. Guess what episode that was? (laughs) Episode five. All right. (laughs) So but this is episode eight and we have these connections uh, here again. So twenty seven eighty one is the name of that facility. And we're going to get to it in a second. Um, There's there's a great connection to the cantina scene in episode four. Hmm. So they rush back in. And as soon as they go into the cantina, they see these tie pilots walking around and saying, "Why why aren't you broadcast? They're looking for a Rodian. Uh, Tsibo looking for him. They're wanting bro- the Empire Day broadcast to be played and all this different stuff. But as they enter, this is exactly what happens in episode four. Obi-Wan walks in with Luke, a master and an apprentice, mm-hmm. walk into the cantina. They walk up to like the bar area. And then over in the corner is Han Solo and Chewbacca. Oh, okay. And yeah. they had Hera. Mm-hmm. Right with Zeb, and yeah. Zeb is the sort of proto kind of you know Chewbacca, and then she is the <laughs> pilot, right? And she's so it's they nice. totally made a little connection uh, there, and it even looks a lot like Episode Four uh, with her sitting you know kind of in in the same spot um, in the in the same way. It's also in Episode Four where we meet Greedo, who is a Rodian, who looks the same species uh, as Sibo, um, mm-hmm. who they're trying to find. So just just kind of a cool thing. Like they they chose those 
uh, elements to throw into this episode. Wait, Just that guy cool. was not Greybo. They, ta- he, he, they patted him on the shoulder first and thought he was Zebo, yes. but then he was not. He's that was, not. He's not. That was not Greybo. Or no, uh, Greedo. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. So that wasn't him. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Uh, it's just that that's his species. So there's a lot of Rodians that look like okay. that. So they yeah. actually had a different shade, and like they're just trying to look at him and say, okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is not the guy. And then they're they're moving on to another Rodian. We see yeah. several Rodians that they approach. Right. right. So yeah, you could say you know for us it'd be human, and for them it'd be Rodian. Mm. Um, and yeah, so Greedo is one. He's a bounty hunter, Jabba, Jabba the Hutt's bounty hunter in episode four. Okay. But he's a Rodian, and he and he the first time you see him is in this cantina setup, just like we have with Obi Wan and Luke and Han and Chewie, mm-hmm. and now we have Hera and Zeb and Kanan and Ezra. So, it's just a, a really kind of a, a cool connection yeah. to episode four. That's really cool. Yeah, and real subtle. You know, not something that you that you would really uh, notice. But then I was sitting there, I was like, wow, Hera looks just like. Han Solo, like he's she's in the same spot, and they're like, "Well, there's freaking Zeb," and then there's Kanan and Ezra walking yeah. in, and it just sort of you know starts to kind of kind of fit. Um, and there's more, you know, something I've never done is actually look up the uh, galactic kind of uh, script to understand it. But on the on the broadcast, there is definitely some uh, some script there that is probably probably interesting. So yeah, and I want to get this guy. Um, so the broadcast that is going on in the uh, cantina is interesting because it's it's an exiled senator, um, Gal uh, Travis, I think his name, Senator Gal Travis, and it's cool because Ezra's parents were also doing the same thing; they were broadcasting right. and trying to like let people know uh, about the different. Um, things that the empire was doing that weren't good bringing those to light so people could understand what was happening so they're kind of like that early wave of rebellion like it's not yet um organized or whatever it's just individual people standing up for what's right trying to get the word out there and all that stuff so a lot of stuff happening there in the beginning now did you have any other uh i'm gonna skip i'm gonna skip ahead here as Ezra's meditating in the forest and realizes that Sivo is in his house. Uh, anything else, though, that you... Any other questions or things you had written down? Not really, honestly. Okay. It okay. was more like, yeah, we get to see again who they're dealing with, you know, and how important the rebellion is. Um, yeah. And yeah. that the Empire took away Ezra's parents, and not just Ezra's parents, but a lot of people right. suffer from their reign and... It's yeah. important that people, other other people, step up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right, and that's that's really what this is. So it's it's a it's a big reveal. Just that, okay, we understand more about Ezra's parents. Sabine, I wanted to mention this: the person who checks up on Ezra. So Kanan does right out, out the gate, but the subtlety and Kanan obviously is his master and is going to check on Ezra and senses something's off. Yeah. But the other person, the second person who notices something's up with Ezra, is Sabine. Yeah. And checks on him. And she's actually the one standing in the beginning of the episode looking. They don't... I mean, why show this this scene of, like, Ezra and Kanan talking, training in the force, and guess who's watching? Sabine. She's seeing it all. You know, witnessing it all and taking it in. Always, you know, Ezra's always trying to flirt a little bit, and she's just really like, nope, not happening. But mm-hmm. they show you a quick little cut where she's, like, staring at him. Yeah. And it's just... It's cool. I love it. <laughs> Obviously, I'm really into Ezra and Sabine. Okay. <laughs> Uh, interesting. So they're doing this celebration. Uh, we have some just really cool 
different aliens represented. There's a, a new new TIE fighter uh, that's there. Zeb tosses some fireworks in the air, and they destroy um, kind of the platform. They disrupt this big parade that is, is supposed to take place for Empire Day. And they've been referencing someone named Governor Price. So Minister Tua, remember you asked me about Minister Tua yep. back in the day? Yeah, so she's been here for a while, and she is sort of a representative Governor Price is the governor over Lothal, and Lothal is, you know, it's under empire control, and Sibo is saying that he, he's been, he actually drops a lot of clues in this episode as to okay. what's going to be happening with um, Lothal, and like, like TIE Fighter production is going to increase sixfold, right? It's going to be like, he's, he's basically spitting out these things, like yeah. predictions and stuff that are going to be happening to Lothal as, as time goes on, so... But that was actually pretty cool. Um, also, let's see here. Um, Sibo has a... He's wearing what Lobot wears. I'm trying to figure out what that's called. So in episode five... And sweet, if you want to type in just Lobot uh, Star Wars, it'll pull him right up. And you might remember him from episode five. He's not in there a whole lot, but he is on Bespin. He's in Cloud City with um, Lando Calrissian. So... And he kind of mm -hmm. helps. He's like an administrator, and he helps yep. quite a bit. The same, mm -hmm. whatever that is, over the ears. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It connects behind the head. Right. So they call it an AJ-6 cyborg construct. Um, yeah, he was paid to run the battlefield calculations for the Galactic Empire. However, he eventually began working with the smuggler Landel Carizian. So that's an episode, you know, five connection where he's brought in. But, yeah, Lobot is uh, he's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually have him as an as an action figure, <laughs> an original one. So, nineteen seventy or nineteen eighty or nineteen seventy nine. I think I can't remember which one they because they this one as the toys came out before the film. Anyway, all right, back into the episode there. Uh, but yeah, he's dropping lots of little bits of information, and he's using that device to help him process stuff and to keep a lot of information in in his mind. So. All right. Now, is really, it, is it that device that um, messes up his mind so he can't think for himself? Yeah, it seems like what they what the summary said, and I didn't quite get this, was that he actually maybe put that on himself. Okay. I, I can't really tell if the Empire did that to him, because for Lobot, that's that's what they did. Like, the Empire puts that on to help him, so that way he can, uh, better help a commander or whatever with like analyzing battle tactics and stuff like that. Sort of a super brain okay. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think he did this to himself so that we could keep this information. Mm -hmm. And he goes on the run because they're clearly looking for him. Like he's left and he's fled, which what is he trying to do with that? Is he trying to get some information to the rebels? Maybe. Right. Or he's learned something on the inside. That's not good. And Ezra kind of bumps heads with him. And that's when he kind of wakes up. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and says Ezra Bridger. I know your parents and he so he was clearly a friend of the Bridgers because he went to their home yeah. and hid in their basement, yeah. uh, which was probably that's pretty significant. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there's there's close ties there for sure. And I also thought it was really cool when Sabine goes down there. She sees that little chip or whatever that was used. Uh, you know, it's like a part of the broadcasting system that they were using. Mm -hmm. I just think it was cool. They, they might as well have been podcasters, you know, talking about, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the atrocities of the Empire. So that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, all right. And then we just get into basically a big chase. Um, we find out, though, that the Grand Inquisitor is there. So Agent Callus calls the Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor is looking for uh, Zebo and Kanan and Ezra kind of, you know, our, our, our group of rebels 
interfere here. And the Grand Inquisitor is now back on their trail and is working with Agent Kaos to track them down. So, wow. yeah. Do Scary they um, leave Lothal a lot? The Rebels? In the or yeah. or is, it, is the whole series based on Lothal? Well, right now, so like um, Lothal is the, is a, remember, it's a system mm -hmm. and it's a planet. Mm -hmm. So what happens is in the Lothal system. For the most part. Okay. For the most part. They, they do leave at some point um, when things get real hot. <laughs> so <laughs> they got to get out of there. Uh, but no, this a lot of it, like the home world, the main world is Lothal. And then I think they were on Garel the other day. And, and Garel was a planet mm -hmm. with all the purple background and stuff and yeah. all of, like the yellows and purple. So that is, um, it's, a, it's a planet in the system of Lothal. Okay, gotcha. Right? So you mm -hmm. think of like a solar system or whatever. Yeah. And and this is the Lothal system. Right? So but most of this has been on Lothal. Yeah. And you can tell one of the one of the distinguishing features here is um the long roads. Mm -hmm. So the super long roads that are like super straight. And then in the city, the capital city, they have a big dome. There's this, this massive dome feature. And that's the city and that's sort of the man made elements. And then the out in the it's it's known for like super flat plains mm -hmm. with these real like stone features that are like super um i don't know what you would call it, like a cone shape okay like an upside down yeah yeah you know, like a like just a, just a cone so yeah i mean they're uh, off the you know but you, you'll get you'll get used to it once you see like the tall grass and the loath cats and yeah. and stuff like that you'll get used to seeing that planet like oh we're back on low fall like it's so it's so easy to see it once you've seen like seasons one and two, yeah. you kind of know instantly we're there. Okay. Just like when people, whenever a tr new trailer comes out for Star Wars and we see sand, we think Tatooine. Right. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it's Tatooine again. Here we go. Right, and it's right. like, there are other sand planets out there. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this is this is a, a distinguishing feature. Yeah. Does the Lothal system play a, a role in the main series? In the main in the series? No, it's not mentioned. We don't. It's not a world that we see okay. uh, at, at all. It's just sort of considered outer rim. And in this, Sibo uh, says that there's major plans for Lothal and the Lothal system in all outer world or outer rim uh, planets, which would include like Tatooine and stuff. Okay. So by the time you get to episode four, you're like, what? What does the Empire want with Tatooine? Why are they there? It's this this outer rim planet, but. They had if they had resources, if there was something that, that they're to gain, they they would gain it. Um, yeah. Now, Tatooine is actually so far out that it's really it's also like Jabba the Hutt's territory, and it's it's a whole other conversation. But yeah, at this time, they're trying to use all those different planets to to gather resources, and and almost it's not really a spoiler. Um, they'll go through and basically strip the planet of its resources, and if that. Uh, and they'll leave the people behind and then mm. they're left with a planet that's barren and they can't really do anything with it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's awful. It's crazy. That's crazy we're talking about that on Earth Day, but here, right. here, here yeah. we are. Yeah, I mean, you know? full yeah. circle. Yeah. So, just interesting. But Lothal's awesome. I actually, there's there's a music, there's a, I'll have to kind of figure out what the, in the Rebel soundtrack, when you come to Lothal, there's a sound that comes on that, that you guys can hear. And I might try to play it in the, in the underneath here as, as we're talking or whatever, because I feel like, yeah, you just get that, you get the music, you get the sights and you feel like, okay, we're back on Lothal. And for the longest while I was like, okay, whatever we're on this planet Lothal. It's Ezra's home world. It's just another world, but they do such a good job in these four seasons 
of making this world significant and matter like I never thought it would matter. Yeah. Like I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan and I'm watching it going, okay, come on. Like it's it's just another planet. There's nothing on it. Yeah. I'm like, there's just nothing here. And why does it matter? Why, why is, is it just because it's a base of operation where they're they're creating more TIE fighters, right? So that's something we see. They're, they're making more. Uh, they have TIE fighter projects come in, and mm-hmm. it's it's sort of a base. It's like a they have a labor force there that they can use, and so they're going to start working on, on that kind of stuff. But I'm like, what are the resources on the planet, and why why is the does the planet have any significance? And wow, was I shocked by the end of this whole thing. Absolutely shocked. That's all I'm giving you, sweetie, is that I was shocked. So Lothal matters in a big way, and it's awesome. I can't wait to figure out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people who are re-listening, they're nodding their heads going, yeah, I know they are. Because, I mean, we all would agree on that. Like, like, like if you've seen the series, and, and if you're disagreeing, you need to rewatch it. Because it matters, and like, it has direct connections to the main series and beyond especially beyond actually where we are in star wars so it's huge it's huge but anyway okay let me let me move on here to the end there's a little battle there uh the grand inquisitor is on his way it's really agent callus fighting them uh we get some some tie fighter action going on the grand the grand inquisitor is in a tie fighter which is actually kind of cool he looks he looks pretty awesome he's got like this this uh you know um she he's got this this helmet and it looks just really awesome Kind of reminds you of again of Episode Four when Vader is in his Tie Fighter and it's got the curved. It's a it's like Darth Vader's tie and it looks very different from the regular ties mm-hmm. which have like straight up of and course. down. Yeah, it has to right. That's his <laughs> special. That's a special one right. They got the curved kind of wings. You know? Oh, I've seen it on on so. TikTok. I saw you know remember the the whole Snape TikTok. This is how mm-hmm. you know, normal normal students walk walk into Hogwarts, in Hogwarts yeah, and, and then how and Professor how Snape, Snape yeah. <laughs> walks in and then did that with uh, how Emperor. Palpatine walks on the Death Star, and then how I think I sent that to I you. I didn't see that one. <laughs> and I then gotta go look how at Vader it. walks, and then uh, it's the same type of thing where you have this mm. big, uh, About like cape or something, cape, or a yeah, robe. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's really funny. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up <laughs> afterwards. So, uh, let me see. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it, though. You know, this this one is definitely one that we're gonna have to continue. Um, let me see what the next episode is called. I think it is. So we have Gathering Forces is coming up next. That's a, that's episode nine. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's it, friends. So just, again, another quick uh, episode here in our Rebel rewatch. So we want to say farewell for now. We will be back soon. But in the meantime, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at charlottesu and at womprat underscore 2M. We will see you next time. And as always... May the force be with you. Can you say Rebels rewatch three times in a row? <clears throat> Rebels rewatch, Rebels rewatch, Rebels rewatch. <laughs> I did it, didn't I? You didn't think I could. That was pretty good, though. That was, was pretty good. Can you say it? Let's hear you say it. No, I can't. No, say it. Rebels rewatch. <laughs> wow. Rebels rewatch. No, I can't. I cannot. Rebels rewatch, Rebels rewatch, Rebels rewatch. <laughs> it's hard to say for maybe just once. Oh, that's that's why I say. Wait, can you do the? Can rebels. you do the? Can you do the, yeah, can you do the German? Uh, rebels. Oh, Rebels rewatch. <laughs> yes, that's. Why did you say it that way? <laughs> no. It's e- probably easier for you to say it that way. Easier. That's yeah. easier. <clears throat> it's easier. Yeah. Rebels rewatch, Rebels rewatch, Rebels rewatch. <laughs> See how much easier that was. 
<laughs> We're changing yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. 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 All right. That's it. today um next to your dad and mm-hmm. i had my i had my headphones in yeah. and i had this something was in my throat and i couldn't really breathe and i mm-hmm. felt like <laughs> i really felt like vader next to your oh dad and i was like oh my god don't like choke on your own whatever is in your throat right oh now like gosh. mucus or whatever um wow. and i had my headphones in and i was like i don't know you know sometimes when you have your headphones in and you listen to music you can only hear you don't know what other people hear and how yeah. loud it is the noises you make you're and breathing just like, you're oh gosh oh, hopefully <sighs> hopefully your dad doesn't think i'm uh weird it's okay if he does <laughs> hey friends thanks for listening to this week's episode don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave us that review check out our extra episodes on patreon and apple premium this is the way When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.